Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Just to see my mom's face in, in a shelter, knowing that she's not happy 24-7, that kind of gives me the motivation to be like, our family has suffered through a lot. My mom, my brother, you know, we've suffered through a lot. I've been telling her that everything will be okay. Just, I promise you, I promise you. That's the voice of Ayo Akinola. He's got a story to tell. Ayo is 22 years old and one of the highest rated football talents in Canada. He plays for Toronto FC. Like Ayo says, his family has been through a lot. In this podcast episode, we'll tell the story of Ayo's unexpected rise in football. My name is Sam van Raalte and welcome to the home of football. Now it's Akinola. Akinola does really well. Still Ayo Akinola and it's tied up as Ayo Akinola scores his first Major League Soccer goal. When I spoke with Ayo Akinola, he was in his car after a training session. Ayo is on his way back from an ACL injury. So that's where we started our conversation. All right, Ayo, how was your day today so far? Uh, it was all right. I just got back from training. Overall, it was pretty good. You are recovering from a very heavy ACL uh, injury. So how is everything going with that? Are you almost there? Yeah, yeah I'm on my final stages of rehab now. So I hopefully then probably the next two, one or two weeks, start integrating back with the team fully, you know, start hopefully um, playing games starting next month. And what was it like for you mentally to go through an injury like that? Mentally, it was hard at the beginning, but at the same time, you know, for me, I was in the mindset that, you know, it is what it is, you know couldn't look back at it, you know, couldn't couldn't dwell on it. So I had to look, you know, what's coming ahead. But I would say for me, mentally, it was mentally I was okay with the whole process of it. I think it was just where I find it frustrating a little bit was just at the beginning, the very beginning of it, like after surgery, you know, the time where you're on your cr- on crutches and you know, you literally have a brace on your leg. Like you couldn't move, you know, couldn't bend your knee. I think that was probably the most frustrating part. But I think once that has gone, or once that stage is gone, I think everything was was much better, much smoother. Ayo Akinola's parents are from Nigeria, Africa. They moved to Michigan in the 90s and stayed there for many years. 
They had their first son, Ayo, in Detroit in 2000. A year later, the family moved to Scarborough, Ontario, in Canada. That's where Ayo's mother, Ronki, had her second son, Tom. Ayo's parents then divorced and Ronki moved to Toronto with her sons. The family settled in the city of Brampton, near Toronto, where they've been living ever since. Ronki needed her sons to do something after school, so she let them play football. Football became their passion, but it wasn't easy for Ayo's mother to raise two sons on her own. Here's Ayo on his childhood. Brampton's a nice city. I wouldn't say it's the most quiet, but it's very busy. You know, with the population that we have, we have over 600,000 people. Mm. So it's always busy. It's always on the move. And for me, especially with childhood, especially, you know, I would say in the beginning stages of it, it was okay. It was fine. You know, raising by a single mom, you know, raising my brother and I, you know, it was, it was sometimes it was challenging, you know, you know, we weren't privileged with, you know, with what other kids have. So we tend to focus all of our, you know, childhood on our school where we can express ourselves, express who we are as people. But I would say for me, Brampton was a, for me, Brampton, I still love the city. You know, I, I will still always represent the city. But for me, Brampton was always chaotic. It's very, doesn't sleep. It's busy. You would know if you came here, you would know. Just, just even driving here is even chaotic and busy. Ayo's mother, Ronki, moved to Brampton with her two sons because the neighborhood in Toronto where they lived before was too dangerous. People got shot in their street. The apartment was so bad and moldy, Ayo's younger brother, Tom, developed asthma. That's why Ronki Akinola moved to Brampton with her sons. But in Brampton, she had to deal with another problem. I also called Ronki Akinola. Here's Ronki on the family struggles in Brampton. I decided to move to Brampton. And moving to Brampton, I'm going to school. At the same time, I'm working different factories. So I'm trying to manage myself. But moving to Brampton, I realized that the rent is too expensive. I can't, I can't cope alone with the money. At the end of the day, I lose my apartment. I only have $20 with me. And I'm like, where am I going to get this money? They're asking me. And I just lost my job then. So... We have no choice than to sleep in the car for like months. Ronki couldn't afford to rent in Brampton, so the family became homeless. Here's Ayo on the day the family got locked out of their apartment. Everything was running smoothly. Everything was going good, stuff like that, until, you know, she starts to fall back on the rent. You know, rent was starting to come up, but she's... She couldn't pay it on time. So everything was starting to trend in the wrong direction, you know. And then all of us, I still remember the day when we got locked out. We were coming home from school. We went grocery shopping. She parked, she dropped us out in the front of the of the apartment so we can, we can uh, take the groceries upstairs. We went upstairs with the keys. We tried to open the door. It was locked. So we were like, what? Me and my brother were looking at each other. We're like, nah, like what's going on? So we, we kept trying again and again and again. So I told, I went back downstairs. I told my mom, the door is locked. I don't understand. I don't know what's why. I don't know what's happening. So she comes, so she goes down to the parking lot. She parks and she comes upstairs and she, she starts opening it, opening it. Nothing won't open. So we were like, at the time, me and my brother didn't know what was going on. You know, only she knew. 
So she tried to open it, open it, nothing happened. So at the time, we probably say, I don't know, I'll probably say a couple of days to a week later, we found out that that they're probably uh, kicking us out, you know. But they allowed us to open the door to pack us all our things, but we had to move out soon, like ASAP. Um, and I'll say that's a, this was about 20, December 2011, heading into the new year 2012, right around that time. That's when we had to move out of, uh, of the apartment. But, you know, and at first times, first couple of times, we had to live out of our car, had to sleep over at friend's house, you know, before we even got to a shelter, you know. So for us, it was just for us now that we realize on what we've seen from my brother and I and our perspective, we were like, man, like we didn't know it was going to get bad like this. You know, we didn't know that our mom was going through this. You know, she wouldn't tell us. You know, but now that we've seen it, we've witnessed it, we've seen like, man, this is not easy at all. You know, um, you know, just for my for our mom to be put in that type of situation, knowing that we're going to a homeless shelter, it, it to her it didn't to her it looked to her it seemed like she was a bad mother for not taking care of us well. You know, she had that's what she was feeling inside as a mother. You know. But for me personally, I never thought of it that way. I never looked at it that way. Without a father figure around, one of Ayo's football coaches became an important mentor for him, a man named Carlos Zeballos. He started to work with Ayo when Ayo was just a kid in Brampton. And Carlos saw that this kid had something special as a football player. I also called Carlos. Here's Carlos. So Ayo is, uh, he's different. He's very different. He's... Um He's got such a good heart. He's a big kid, very good kid. He's always thinking of other people, always. He's like a son. He was like a son to me. He is like a son to me. I was really strong as a, as, a, as a young kid. When he was younger, he was bigger than most boys at his age. And uh, he, would, he would body some, you know, the younger boys. They would, they, it was very tough for them to defend him. You know, his mother, the values that she instilled in him, right, are very, uh, are very good. You know, he's a good kid. Growing up... It was it wasn't the easiest growing up, you know. He was he didn't have a, the father figure at all the times, and um, and it was Io, his mother, Ronky, and Tom. They grew up the three of them together, always together, you know. At every game, if it was, it was Tom's game, Io's game, Ronky was there with them, so they were very uh, they were very close. Yeah, Ronky was everything for Io. Uh, she is everything for Io, and 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 that's very important. And um, she was with him at all times, at all times, right? And she was always, she was, she was hard on him. She was very hard on him. And I was, uh, he was the type of player that, that was fine. You know how every, every player has a certain character that if they put a lot of pressure on him, you know, they don't uh, respond with pressure. Io was not like that. You know, Io had a lot of pressure from a young age and uh, he responded, he responded that way. So he was, uh, he was very focused at a young age and he wanted to become a soccer player. He would say that from, from when he was very young. But while Ayo was performing very well on the football pitch, things were difficult off the pitch. The family lived in a shelter. At one point, Ronki was robbed of almost all her possessions. That caused Ayo's mother to fall into a deep, deep depression. It's still my TV, my chair, my, even my clothes, including my kids' clothes. 
So we end, we, we end up with nothing. We start from scratch. I have nothing left. That devastated my brain, like, where will I start again? This is everything that I have. But the fact that I lose everything, I lose house, I lose even all my stuff inside, people steal it. I can't get over it. So I went into depression. I was totally depressed of which I want to take my life because I think I'm a failure. I can't make it. I, I couldn't help my boys. Anytime they went to training, when everybody are going home, <laughs> me and my boys, we look at ourselves, we look at each other's eyes and we're like, we're going back to shelter. Sometimes and at the shelter, the time they cook, dinner is around five, six, sometimes. That five and six is when I'm still taking my boys to training. So many times like that, that we won't even eat at night. God just give those boys, my two sons, God give them this patient that they endure. I don't know where they have that understanding. And each time I'm looking sad or this bad thought come, my son, my first son, Ayo, will be telling me, mommy, it's okay, don't worry. Everything will be fine. But you know, when you notice that you are a failure to your kids, to yourself, and I'm thinking there's a way to go about it. So that's why I decided to take my life. But it's just so unfortunate that my son, Ayo, saw me and he called 911. Him and his brother, they are the reason why I'm still alive. Ronki tried to commit suicide. She already had the rope tied around her neck when Ayo and his younger brother Tom intervened and called for help. Here's Ayo on the impact this moment and his mom's mental struggles had on him as a young teenager. For me, it was just, it was just more of like in a situation was like, I just had to keep on telling her and reminding her. At the time I was very young. I was about 11 and 12. I didn't, couldn't do anything. But it was just more of a, for me, it was just more of a constant reminding, constant reminder telling her like i promise you everything will be okay like that's that's the reminder i, w- I was always telling her at, a, at the time obviously she wouldn't believe me because i'm a kid but i've been telling her that everything will be okay just i promise you i promise you so that type so just to see my mom's face in in a shelter knowing that she's not happy 24 7 that kind of gave me the motivation to be like okay our family has suffered through through a lot my mom, my brother, you know, we've suffered through a lot. And just to be seen, now I can see what life is like, you know, when you don't have the financial wealth, you know, you don't, you know, you just don't gain that type of uh, income. I can see what it's like, you know, for families who are not earning, you know, to to be put under poverty. We've dealt through, we've lived through poverty. So I know what it feels like. I know what it feels like sleeping in a car. I know what it feels like just bouncing around people's houses just to sleep for a night. I've, I've experienced that. I know what it's like. So for me, it was always a motivation to be like, okay, if I get the opportunity to do something, I know that no matter what, I just need to make sure that my mom is okay and she's good. So when I got, a, when I started to get serious in soccer, that I knew that this is what I wanted to be. I was like, okay, I need to do everything I can. I need to do anything that I can do to become a pro athlete so I can start making the income. 
And I said, I told her, once I make that income, I promise you, I will get you anything that, that you've probably never had in your life. That's what I've told her. That's what I told her. You know, for me, I just wanted to give her that gratitude and that satisfaction that just to say we're okay. You know, we are okay now. I don't, you don't have to live like that in the past anymore. We are okay now, you know, you know, find there's financial stability. There's a home that there's a home that you own now. There's a car that you own now, you know, you know, you didn't get this bag. Okay. We'll go to, we'll go to the mall. We'll get you that bag that you've always wanted. You want a shoe? Go grab a shoe, you know, jewelry, go grab a jewelry. Like that's my, that's, that's where I, for me as a kid, that's what I've always envisioned of me doing for her. You know, that's that. So that was the type of mindset that I had going on from a kid till now. She must have had a, a, a huge mentality to, you know, provide for you too. No, she it was, she was the mom and dad, basically doing two jobs at once, you know, um, you know, the, 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 the thing that, that I admire her the most is the, is the discipline that she installed in us from a very young age, always be respectful, yeah, always be humble, you know, always respect your elders, no matter who they are, no matter if they treat you bad, you still respect them. Um, the humility that she installed in us, you know, always, always giving us life lessons and advice, you know, that if you always want to make in this life, you always have to sacrifice, sacrifice for what you love, you know, Sometimes it may not be perfect at that moment, but in the later and later on in the in the years, you'll 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 you know you'll be rewarded, you know. So she installed that mentality in in my me and my brother, you know, to always strive, to always always be disciplined, and always sacrifice, you know, because later down the years you'll be ahead of most people in your age, you know. It may not, you may not see the results now, but I'm telling you later down the year, you'll always, you'll, you'll see the results. And I feel like for me, you know, the fact that my brother and I, we listened, you know, we respected her, we respected what she said. So I feel like it's, you know, what she said is definitely turning out what is, what it is to be. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Because of the mentality his mother instilled in him, Ayo Akinola worked very hard in the world of football. However, he wasn't picked by Toronto FC on several trials at first. The Canadian national youth teams also overlooked him. Carlos Ceballos then had an idea. Ayo also had an American passport, so... Carlos contacted an American scout he knew. Ayo impressed the scout, and then... 
things started to move very fast. This is where the where it gets crazy. So we got a, I, we got an email that I was selected to go to LA to go to the Home Depot Center. It's where they I think they were doing the uh, the trials there, and and he was 13 years old. Okay, he had never been on a plane. Um, I remember taking him to the airport to get on the plane to go to LA by himself, right, as a 13-year-old. And um, with Ronky and with Ayo at the airport, it was pretty emotional. But, uh, you know, him going there, and that changed his life. Because those two weeks that he was there, the week and a half I think he was there, he, uh, he did great. They loved him. And from then, that's where it began. Because from that moment, when he made the U.S. program, he went to the under-15s, he went to the under-17s, he went to Europe. He got to experience so much as a player with that U.S. national program. He played against Portugal, played against England, he played against Brazil, you know, he played against Croatia. I think his first game he scored four goals, you know, in, in, uh, in Croatia. That's, that's not something that happens to every uh, 13, 14, 15-year-old. Ayo's performances with the national youth teams didn't go unnoticed in Canada. He signed for Toronto FC in 2017. It was big news for his family and city. It was a very big day for my mom, for my brother, for just for just for the family in general, the, my uncles, cousins, every everyone, um, especially for the city too of Brampton as well. You know, uh, especially my schools that I that I went to. Uh, everybody that day when they found out on TV, they were very very happy, very very excited. You know, everyone was messaging me, calling me. You know, they wanted to see me like every like that day was just crazy. So I think it was just more of like a reward of like, you know, before I became pro, just what I what I needed to do, and what you know, and how I did it just to become a pro athlete. Now it's Akinola. Akinola does really well. What was it like for you to then score your first goal and having your mom there to celebrate with you? It, it was. I was very nervous that game. That game, I was so nervous because I was only 19. Um, you know, starting my very first MLS game, I didn't know what to expect. You know, I always thought like as a young guy, you know, if you start, you probably come off like halftime and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So I thought like. So, but for me, the mindset was like, okay, if I get this opportunity, I have to make the most of it. Even if the, even if this may be my only start for the season, I got to make sure that it was an amazing performance, you know? And for me to get the first goal of my, my professional career and for my mom and my brother to be there in the stands was amazing for me, at least. Cause I know I got people to, that are going to support me 24 seven, like my number one supporters. So for me that day, when I scored against New England, in, in 2019, that, that's definitely one of the greatest moments I've ever had. Can you describe the moment you could celebrate it with your family? Uh, well, after the game, my brother was telling me, yo, 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 mommy, uh, mommy started to cry, this and that. Like, you know, she started to cry when you scored and everything. I'm like, I told her, I'm like, did you really cry? And she's like, yeah, I was like, I couldn't hold it in. You know, I was happy, this and that. So that's when we all had like a family moment of like, you know, of experiencing that goal. 
Here's Ronki Akinola on what she felt that day when Ayo Akinola scored his first goal for Toronto FC. I was nervous on that day because I'm too nervous. I couldn't control myself. So that day I was there with my with his younger brother. We both sit down, but I couldn't sit down. But when that moment happened, I was crying. I can't help it. I was just crying like, so my son would be out there playing and score. I can't, I can't get over it. And to top it up, when he's coming out, you know, like someone that nobody even know if he's existing, no one know him, he's nobody. All of a sudden, the crowd was standing up for him, clapping for him. Each time, I can't forget that day. And it's one of the days that I'm looking towards and I'm proud of him for that. And I keep praying because I'm a believer. I'm, I'm, I'm spiritually strong and I believe that there's nothing that is impossible for God. And I know there's going to be more of it coming. So it's one of the days that I'm so happy. Now Ayo is a professional football player. He can provide for his family. Here's Ayo on what that fact means to him. It's amazing. But I know, like, for me, like, for me, the, like, you just, I still, for me, it's personally, for me, it's good. I'm just more in the mindset of, like, at least, I like, I'm happy that I got to take care of my family. You know what I mean? That's just me. That's just me personally. I I know individually, like I'm a I'm happy, you know. But for me, what makes me even more happy is that like I know that my family is comfortable, you know. They're 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 living, you know. They're living good, you know. They have a house under their. They have a home, you know, under their head. Mm. Food food to eat, water to drink. For me personally, that was more of my end goal. You know, because I'm a type of person too. That that's the thing for me. I carry the trade as like I look out for other people first, then I look out for myself. So for me, it was just more of the situation. Like, okay, let me make sure my family is good, then I can worry about myself. So that was the that was the envision that I had. Ronki Akinola still struggles with her mental health, but whenever she's with her sons, everything is okay. Any little thing that happened, I quickly forget the goodness of it. I go back into my shadow life. I'm still struggling with it anyway. It's, it's just the fact that when I see my boys, I feel relieved. I have major respect for what you've done for your sons and uh, how you pull through. I think that's very admirable. I want to thank you very much for your time, your openness, how you talk about what you guys have been through. And I really commend you for that. Thank you very much, Ronki. Thank you so much. Thanks. I appreciate you all. God bless you all. Ayo Akinola came a long way so far, but he's far from done in the world of football. He has big plans for himself and his family. For me, now, like, now is more of the time, like, having big aspirations and goals and dreams, you know. So for me, I've always looked at it like, you know, like, I even though it's ambitious, but I, for me, I'm always in the mindset that anything is possible. Anything, you know. So I'm always in the mindset of me becoming, like, one of the best nines to play the game, you know, from a... Uh, you know, one of the best CONCACAF players ever to play the game, you know? Yeah. Well, with your mentality, anything is possible. I truly believe that as well, man. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate it, man.
hopefully we'll see you play in Europe uh, someday as well. I think that would be great. You don't even, I'm telling you, you don't know. Like, that's still my ultimate goal. That is my number one goal. Yeah, even though I'm with Toronto right now, I love it here. Don't get me wrong. Mm. But I, every kid every kid in, in North America always knows that that if you want to reach that level of, you know, of, of football, Europe is where it's at, you know? So that's where I'm like, okay, I, that's where I need to get out of my comfort zone to see if I'm really good at this level. Will you take your mom uh, with you if you move to Europe? I mean, she wants to. I mean, I told <laughs> her, like, you know, she, she, can, she can come. But I think it was more in the mindset of, like, I'll come for, like, a month or two, then I'll go back home. Yeah. Like, she's thinking about coming every, every two to three months, you know. But okay. I told her, if she wants to come live, yeah, there's an extra bet. <laughs> Thank you very much, Ayo, for, for taking the time to, uh, to talk to me. It was great to hear your story. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me with this, for this podcast. I appreciate it. What are your plans for the rest of the day? Uh, man, I think I'm going to just stay home, to be honest. Unless there's something to do, but not the, nothing that I know of. All right. Thanks again, man. And uh, hopefully we'll see you here in Europe someday. All right. Thank you. Ayo Akinola and his family suffered a lot when he was a child. Now he's able to provide for his mother because of his successes in the world of football. I hope Ayo will get to make his transfer to Europe someday. I want to thank Ayo Akinola, Ronki Akinola and Carlos Ceballos for their time. And if you struggle with your mental health, talk to someone, a professional. There is help out there. Thank you very much for listening. Follow this podcast in your podcast app to never miss an episode. And if you want to show your support, you can give our podcast lots of stars on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. That really, really helps us a lot. All right, my name is Sam van Raalte and on to the next story in the home of football. Hi guys, Frankie here. I just filmed the podcast with 433. I'm Mario Götze. My name is Clarence Seedorf. Hi, I'm Sunil Chetri. I just finished my podcast with 433. Hello, 433 fans. This is Gibraltar. Yo, what's going on, people? It's your boy, Adi Barakin Femme, a.k.a. Mr. Beast Mode. And I just finished the podcast with 433. Hi, 433 fans. It's Don Robbie in the building, right? And we are here for a great podcast. I want you to check it out. Hi, 433. I am Fabrizio Romano. Check out my story on the podcast. It was a great pleasure. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 